This is the audio version of what was originally um, a YouTube video for the Fire Zone. In this episode, we were doing a film breakdown of Jalen Ferguson against the Panthers. And we also had a discussion sort of previewing the final preseason game against the Washington football team. Since this is an audio podcast, no need to uh, talk about that uh, Jalen Ferguson breakdown here because you couldn't see the film clips. So this picks up right when we start the discussion of um, that final preseason game against the Washington football team. Enjoy. segue into talking about this third and final preseason game against the Washington football team. I always mm-hmm. like to call this the battle of the beltway. They don't even play each other enough for it to like be a real right. <laughs> but because, you know, proximity, how close they are, whatever. And having lived in both cities, I live in Baltimore and D.C., um, I don't even really see it that way. Like the cities don't see it that way. But that mm-hmm. that's a whole nother, a whole nother story. Yeah. But so going into this game, um, Obviously, you know, you, you want to see that continued good play from a guy like Ferguson and, and, and all the guys. But one thing I wanted to kind of set the stage on before we get into that is just some of the things that have happened since the last time we did one of these. I actually had to go back and double check. We we did a pre-show, um, you know, a preview before the Saints game, right, their first mm-hmm. preseason game. And then, you know, I was out of town, so we didn't do one for the Panthers game. But they've had – quite a bit of movement on uh, the defensive side of the ball in terms of the roster. So I had to write this down because it was more, I was like, well, maybe it's like two or three guys. But once I actually went through all the transactions, it's like, Oh no, this is a lot of, this is a lot of guys. So yeah. uh, I'll start with, I'll start with, you know, kind of going back and working our way forward to where we are now. So Justin Houston was signed, right? That was back on mm-hmm. August the second. Obviously that's a, that's a huge move. Um, they waived Chauncey Rivers, who was an outside backer. Um, Barrington Wade, who was an inside backer, they waived him. Uh, Khalil Dorsey and Imam Marshall both got placed on IR. Mm-hmm. Jordan Richards, who was a safety, they waived him. Mm-hmm. We talked about LJ Fort being placed on IR. And mm-hmm. then um, Devontae Harris, who was a cornerback, they picked up kind of like midseason last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they waived him. And then my guy, uh, outside linebacker Aaron Adele, uh, they waived him. Aaron Crawford, the other Aaron, still on the team. Uh, he hasn't practiced in a while. I don't think he practiced this week because I think he he kind of got dinged up in the Saints game. He hasn't practiced in a while. Either has um, Otara Alaka either, for that matter. He hasn't practiced yeah. in a while either way. But anyway, the reason I wanted to go through that is because I think back before that Saints game, you know, we were having this conversation about position, you know, positional co- competition and how the numbers kind of looked and, um, you know, it looked like it was kind of stacked in certain groups, but things have a way of kind of working themselves out right. uh, throughout the course of the preseason, whether it's injuries, whether it's uh, roster cuts. So you're talking about one, two, three 
cornerbacks that um, are no longer on the roster who were at the time that we did that preview uh, two outside backers, a safety and two inside backers. And so some of those positions, particularly like DB, like corner and safety going in a lot of guys there, everybody's thinking, man, how's this going to shake out? Well, um, Oh, and you know what? Look, this is reported. I don't think it's been made official yet, but it was reported by um, Rappaport and Schefter, a bunch of guys on Twitter. Um, they have a, a trade in place with the Patriots to trade Sean Wade, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're trading him for, I think what was reported was a 2022 seventh and a 2023 yep. fifth. Yep. So, so they're, th- that's another corner. So that's four corners. Right. So now you're down to guys in terms of your reserves. And we all know who kind of the starting dudes are, but Averett, Westry. Um, dang, is that it? I guess I don't know. I don't know what to do with Warrior. They've been playing him at corner. I don't I don't know that I want to call him a corner, but they've been playing him at corner. Stevens been doing a little bit of both. Yep. You know? Um, so I guess let's let's kind of start there. And uh, we can go wherever you want to go with that. But yep. with some of this attrition mm-hmm. <laughs> that's happened to the roster, kind of kind of clears things up in some of these positions, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say it, it clears up. It clears up a lot in the secondary in terms of. A, Jimmy's coming back. They feel very good about that. They feel very comfortable with Stevens as the backup nickel. And and in terms of roster, you know, type player, obviously if they felt like Marlon Humphrey can handle it, they'd move him back inside and, and, you know, finish the game out that way. But I believe Stevens will earn more snaps than, than people realize throughout the season. I think he's, he's, very much a linchpin in what Wink wants to do because I think he brings that type of versatility and flexibility to the secondary that they they currently don't have. Um, I think the safety position is interesting in itself. I think Geno Stone has, has shown up in a big way. I think he's earned the trust of enough people in that castle to to be there. Um, in, in interesting spots. And I think Washington is another one who they want to find a spot for him. I think he's one of those guys who just seems to be around the ball, making plays, doing the things that you're just like, why is he's always flashing? He's always on tape. He's always doing something. Yeah. You're going to keep that guy. (laughs) Um, so that's probably why they were comfortable with letting Jordan Richardson go and probably why they were very okay with Wade leaving because um, they don't really think about it. They, they're they really stacked in the corners. Like they've, I mean, Humphrey's, what, three, four years left on his deal. Peters has got another two, three years left on his deal. Jimmy – is literally a year-to-year $5 million guy going forward. Like, you know he's going to be there for you. So you can plan on him being the third corner for as long as he can handle it. So you don't even have to worry about that. Um, and then you got Aver, who, who you, can, you can use there too. So And he's going to be leaving next year. So you've got Stevens. You've got other guys, Washington. So 
do you really need all those guys you you've needed in the last you know three four years now? So I'm extremely okay with what's going on in the back end. I'm still a little worried about both safety spots in terms of depth. I'm a little worried about Chuck Clark, who would be his natural replacement. I think that's the one that makes me nervous um, on the back end. But, you know, all in all, I think everything else is really settled in really nicely. And I think it's allowed them to come together a lot quicker. And therefore, we've seen throughout the preseason that they're already kind of in that groove where they all know each other. They all know who's doing what, what calls doing this. And it's second nature. And that's scary when it's already clicking in before the season starts. <laughs> yeah. Now let me ask you this. Do you have any concern about inside linebacker? I mean, as it stands right now, looks like Queen and Harrison are going to be the projected starters. Chris Board, we know, has a role from last season, sub-package mm-hmm. role. And it looks like Christian Welch is, is, is possibly, you know, maybe maybe going to get a little bit more run um, at inside linebacker. He, he played primarily on special teams last year. But, you know, maybe maybe there'll be some, some need, you know, if it's – obviously if it's an injury, that would create a need. Or even if it's just kind of natural rotation, guys needing a blow, just needing to come out of games or whatever. Um, do you feel – comfortable with that or do you feel like hey maybe they need to kick the tires on some guys who aren't uh currently on the roster at least bring them in work them out or do you you feel good with where they're at no i'm not comfortable yes they need to bring in vets (laughs) they better have two on standby and i'm not this is not a knock against christian welsh this is not a knock against chris board I just know the NFL game and they're not prepared to handle three, four games in a row where it's Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Mm. They're they're just not going to be able to handle it. At some point in that run of games, they're going to get ran over. It's just, they're not, they're not going to be able to handle that. They just, they, no, nah, just, what you see on tape and what you, you know, you know about the game is especially linebacker. If you're not the starter, there's a reason why you're not the starter. Yeah. There's something lacking. There's some aspect of your game that I can't hide. So that's why I say veteran guys who can stop the run are near and dear to my heart because then I don't have to worry about first and second down in my brain. All I got to worry about is figuring out how to put together a pass coverage that might keep me afloat for three or four games until I get my linebackers back. Now, if they're going to be out for the whole season, that's a different game plan, different world. We'll figure it out as we go. But if, if it's a short span, I have to game plan for three weeks or four weeks. So however long that linebacker's out, to make sure my team is going to be in the best position not to get blown out of games. And hopefully my offense can help me until I get this all put back together. Yeah. And you made a point in one of our other conversations about that, you know, that, that kind of distinction between 
being able to, you know, kind of manage things with those guys in coverage versus against the run, like coverage, you say, you know, I can probably do some things with pressures and coverage and kind of, kind of, you know, manage things for those guys a little bit. Um, and maybe even bring in, um, you know, one of the couple of those DBs you talked about who come down mm-hmm. and drop down and, and play inside. But you say in the run game, it's a little bit different. You, you, it's a little bit harder to mask some of that stuff uh, mm-hmm. in the run game. And we know that whether it's the pass or the run, the NFL, it's it's a, it's a where's Waldo situation. OCs are going to find that guy. And yep. uh, they're going to target that guy. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah, now I, I'm with I'm with you. Um, I'd probably feel a little bit better about uh, having those guys. You know, you mentioned having two vets on standby, and we know obviously they're they're one of the best front offices in the league. So um, you know they they probably have I would I would imagine they have a list of guys uh, created already mm-hmm. even before like an injury occurs, right? Because you, you oh, have that. to have plan. Yeah, you got to have plans in place for all these things. You can't wait until somebody gets hurt. Like, oh, let's go out and find somebody. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, doesn't work that way. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I guess D-line, another thing I wanted to ask you about before we get out of here, um, particularly at defensive tackle. And I think we know about Brandon Williams. We know Justin Ellis is probably still his kind of primary backup. Um, Matabike in Washington – they can play some shade. We've seen them play some no shade. We've seen them play some, you know, one technique inside shoulder of the center or inside shoulder of a guard, but they're not true noses. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Aaron Crawford, what his injury is, if it's something where he's going to be able to, you know, short term, where he'll, he'll be able to play, um, you know, once they start the season or early in the season or not, or if he, if he would even make the team. So are you good with that? Because I think they kind of, that's kind of the depth that they had last year, basically. Um, was was those guys that I already mentioned? Yeah, I I would I would say it like this. I think, particularly in this third, and this kind of goes back to where we started this conversation about the third preseason game. We we briefly talked about this before we got on the air, but this is one of those games where in the third preseason, the D line is going to get a little run in terms of this is a game where they're probably going to get a solid 20, 25. I would give them a solid 20, 25 snaps just because this is going to be the last game action you're going to have for over two weeks. So they're going to have plenty of time. And if they get hurt, that's just football. It is what it is. And people were like, why were they playing them? Cause they need to get in a rhythm. You can't just show up on Sunday and haven't played in a month and think you're going to do anything. Two weeks is a little too long, but I digress. Um, I think in that game on Saturday, I think Washington's going to get a heavy dose of nose. I think it is trial, trial, trial for him. If he can handle it, that may open a roster spot for maybe a McPhee. Mm. If he can't handle it, Justin Ellis gets that spot. I'm glad you. I think you're going to see a lot of that on the D line in terms of 
can this guy handle it? Can he handle 20 snaps against the ones to rotate in and give Brandon a shot? Or can he handle the load, you know, to finish a game if Brandon's, you know, not being able to finish? Or can we put something together, things on that sort? So I think you're going to see a lot of those types of scenarios. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more Houston in this game. I think you're going to see a little bit of what package we're going to see against the Raiders. Because I think the, the the Redskins offense is kind of sort of like the Raiders in terms of they like to get, you know, sideline to sideline in terms of their passing game. And they'll get vertical when need with rugs and whoever else they got out there. And the Redskins like to get McLaren up over the top. They got another guy over there I was watching a couple nights ago when they were Redskins were playing on my TV, which I'm sorry they were on my TV. <laughs> but they had this other receiver who was just legit as well, but he was get over top. So I think this game is a very good dress rehearsal for every Raven involved. Cause this, I think this is the type of game they're going to see when they go to Oakland. I mean, they go to Las Vegas in you know, three weeks. Yeah. I, I know we, we talk defense and we focus on defense um on this show but your point that you just made about this being a good kind of test for them even even in the preseason uh i don't know how long or even if all of the starters on uh the washington football team's d line will go but we know what they got going on over there chase young montez sweat the tackles inside you know pain and um and i'm blanking on the other guys name allen um they got some dudes over there. So I was definitely in the I don't need to see Lamar in this game camp. There's a lot of reports that maybe he actually will play. I really hope he doesn't. <laughs> but, but he might. Because to your point, you guys got to play at some point. Guys got to play. Everybody. He's got right? to take a couple hits. But yeah. um, that that D-line of, the, of, of Washington's, it's every 4-3 coaches, like, wet dream. <laughs> you love like, it. You you Love literally that, can that. just you, your game plan literally is like I'm just gonna sit in zone like I don't even have to watch film like you four just go to work and we'll just make sure y'all good yeah so uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it on that because now I'm 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 making myself nervous because I'm thinking about whoever they're gonna roll out there at left tackle against Chase Young and I don't I don't it's not gonna be Ronnie Stanley so I'm a little worried <laughs> about whoever is out there against Chase Young. Uh, I, I probably would say, look, for as long as he's in the game, uh, we're helping on him on every play, tight end, running back, out. whatever. Yeah, whatever. He's we he's not getting one on ones. Sorry. You you might just see three powers and and see Lamar just hand <laughs> off three times. Like <laughs> there we go, there we go. That's that's that would make me feel better. <laughs> Actually, he'll hand it off twice and just take a three step drop and just throw it down the field. But like, okay, you're good. We're good. We're good. Head on over to the sideline. Yep. Take off your pads. Put your chain on. Just watch the rest. Have a good day. Put your mask on. We're good. <laughs> that would make me feel good. I'd feel really good about that. Um, well, unless you got anything else, I think we can wrap it here. You got anything else you want to hit on? Or no, I'm good to go. All right. Well, hey, folks. As always, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to comment. Um, 
we're going to be doing this all season long. We keep saying that every week. We're just kind of ramping up, right? Just like the just like the season itself, it's kind of slowly ramping up. We've kind of slowly been ramping up, and we want to just continue to bring you this defensive content, this this focus on you know the defensive side of the ball and what the Ravens are doing there. And it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting because they're so creative on defense, and they do so many different things on defense, and they love pressure. Uh, so that's near and dear to my heart. So, hey, uh, for me, for Denard, appreciate everybody listening and tapping in. And, uh, you know, y'all be good out there. We'll talk to you next time.